This is Banging on the Drum. It is another beautiful day in West Central Wisconsin, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 25 of Banging on the Drum, and Mike is already giving me the finger. What's what's the finger for this time, Mike? Uh, so... I messed up my audio side of things here. So you got to just go, Oh, I think I should be good now. So, and he fixed it on the fly. But, anyways, I am your host uh, down in Florida, P Dog. <laughs> Joined with my co host there up in West Central Wisconsin, M Dog. No, up fuck that up. I was trying. I tried to do something different. Didn't work. <laughs> yeah, no. I think I beat you on the barking competition uh, this time. So, how are things going up in Wisconsin? Oh, not too bad. Things are going well here. Uh, we've had a little snow, and I ran into my first icy roads of the year. But other than that, like things are things are going pretty smooth. Yeah, I do not miss that shit at all. I think I could do like a little bit of snow on Christmas and then I think I would be good with not seeing snow, but I guess there's kind of aspects that I missed to it. Like I missed like just being tough and being in it, but it's like, I, I wore shorts today. Yeah. Like it's um, shorts and t-shirt weather down here. Right. And so like, I never wear a, like a t-shirt anywhere. I'm wearing a t-shirt right now as yeah. I, as I'm speaking, but like if I'm at work, like I have long sleeves on every day cause I'm too cold all the time. I don't, I don't think that like living in the cold makes me resilient to the cold. I think you have to kind of set your mind to that. And I'd just rather put a sweatshirt on. Yeah, no, there's no reason to be cold if you don't need to be cold. I, I think that's like an underestimated thing of Florida is it's hot everywhere you go in the summer. And then inside every restaurant is like freezing freaking cold. So you need to yeah. like bring a jacket with you. I finally learned it. I'm turning into a Florida veteran or just get outside seating, but then you're like too hot. So rough yeah. life. I, I live down here uh, with this air conditioning that they pump way too cold yeah and so that's my issue like in the summer i could wear probably a long sleeve every day like i'll sit in my office and i'll be like cold because i have like one of the few units that has true air conditioning because um it's like the nursing home and so the guys we have on the unit like need to have controlled or like tempered air like to some extent the controlled climate yeah i like it spoiled little sucker yeah it's too cold i'd I'd much rather have the office that's like 85 like muggy yeah yeah Yeah. and just kind of be like sweating my ass off for no good reason yeah you're much rather have that the whole day yeah yeah that like keeps them right where you want them so you can just sniff them in all day yeah like your car sauna you want your office sauna yeah i think i think that'd be good for you yeah. All right. I mean, well, so you... I prefer a little heat, but uh, as far as like my unders for the week, I just, so this week I had to do like 
I got done with work and then just had to do more work, right? So work around my in-laws house and then uh, work around our house. So we didn't, uh, me and my daughter didn't go skiing, didn't get any like leisure time, just it's always more a freaking work grind. on top of work. Yes. And I hate that shit. So not like terrible, just normal life, but I'd much rather have all day skiing on Saturday and then all day watching football on Sunday, all to me. Right. Yeah. But not I think once you had kids, you kind of threw that dream out the window. I'm the all day realize, Sunday thing is gone. Yeah. I'm starting to realize that more and more. I'm trying to figure out, like we need to start making this show big enough to make money. So there's an excuse to sit and watch football all Sunday. Like, no, we have to, it's, we got to work weekends. Yeah. This, this week. Yeah. yeah. This is work, dear. I have to watch these games. That's what I need to be able to say, right? Yeah. I did actually get to sit and watch Red Zone for the majority of the day. But the late game comes on, I stay up till about halftime. And that's that's me on my own. I could stay up and watch it, but I, I tap out on my own on, on the so end of what the time do you ha- So I know you get up relatively early, right? What time do you have to get up? Like through this stretch, so that that'll be part of my over. But I don't, I don't really have a schedule. I like to get up by between five and six. That's that's kind of my goal. Um, my yep. wife is a crazy animal that gets up at four ish because she goes to a gym class thing. That's like insane workouts at and those start at 5.30. So she usually gets up and takes care of our hundred animals uh, and then gets out the door by five. So I try to wake up after she's done doing that all, which, which sounds kind of lazy, but I think there's like a courtesy to like, if you live with somebody, like letting them have that morning to their self. Cause I would wake up earlier, but then I would get in her way. Like, while she's doing her routine. So I just kind of try to let it be. Like if I do get up earlier, I'll just take the dogs for a walk and stay out of her way while, while she gets herself ready in the morning. I would say that as the early riser in my family, that is 100% correct. Is that that's something that like when my kids wake up and are like hanging out downstairs and I can't just like have a cup of coffee in peace. Drives me crazy. Yep. See, I I know what's up. I remember. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know how she feels about it, but I know how I feel about it, right? No, I think she appreciates it. She doesn't say it out loud, but I think she appreciates it. I always remember living with, like, roommates and stuff. And I had a roommate. Loved the dude. But he, like, I needed to get up and go to work. Not that I worked, like, early or anything. But like there was a specific time that I would get up and he didn't have this specific time he needed to get up, but his time he chose to get up was like the exact same time as me. And it would fucking piss me off. Like I'm like, dude, just lay in bed for like 30 more minutes or like figure out something to do for 30 minutes. Cause like then we'd both be getting ready, yeah. like trying to do the same shit at the same time. And it just annoyed the living shit out of me. 
Yeah. All right. So getting into my overs. So I only have four hours left until I'm done with work until January 3rd. So I'm kind of going to be on the same like break. I, I don't want to, sorry, stole your shit. That's a move on. I'm So I'm on a nice little break. Got a break with the, the kids starting on like the 23rd. So I'll have from, oh, geez, the 13th to the 22nd. Like I won't have kids hanging about. So it'll be just me and the wife. I guess we would still have the littlest one, but uh, just one. It'll be weird. Yeah. Easy peasy. Yeah. You don't have to worry about stealing my stuff. Mine's. I was lazily writing. I got a couple from both yeah. of mine. So, okay. And then, so I, uh, so I said that I had some work that I had to do. And so I fixed up this pole in my in-laws basement, fixed up my pole and my wife said it looked good. And my sister-in-law said it looked good. So Ooh. my pole looked good, yeah. but my brother-in-law said it looked good too. And my father-in-law and my mother-in-law says, <laughs> you do got a nice, you, you got a nice pole, Mike. So. So good for you, buddy. They're going to be yeah. uh, pole dancing competitions at the Christmas party this year. Maybe I better start Ever. practicing. I should probably stop drinking so much goddamn sun drop. Then I probably yeah. put on a good 15 pounds. It's not yeah. good. Everyone is going to be dancing on Mike's pole <laughs> at the Christmas party. Just having a good old ride there. Yep. <laughs> Should be a blast. <laughs> oh, good times, good times. All right. So how how's your week been going? Mine has been good. So like you said, uh, stepping on my over a little bit, but same thing. I'm on winter break from school, and I think I'm just going to make it a true break. I'm not going to go out there and look for extra work on the side or anything like that. So just gonna get reorganized so that's nice but i'll go to my unders because i got a list of unders brazil lost in the world cup and i was surprised at how much that crushed me like i was so excited to watch this brazil run and i'm in a group chat with like my family that's all in brazil i have some buddies in brazil that we uh I don't even know what you would call it. It's Spanglish when it's uh, Spanish to English. So this would be Portuguese or something. I don't know what you would say, but dude. Yeah, can, sure. Yeah. Like a couple guys that uh, speak pretty broken English. They, they can convey their point. Like they'll come to the United States, like Miami and stuff and like go shopping on Black Fridays and things like that. I don't know why, but. Brazilians love American Black Fridays. But anyways, like talking with those guys and and yeah, the the family, the Brazilian family, they were crushed. The wife was not very happy. And yeah, I was I was a little disappointed because I jumped on uh, the Neymar train pretty hard because I watched a documentary about him and I don't know. I think people hate him so much. And I like being an outsider looking in, like not having to watch soccer and just supporting so, him. Like, I, I don't know how, how to put it, but like, I like that everybody hates him. So that Brazilian fans hate him. No, 
I don't think so. Like, I think they appreciate him, but he's kind of like, if we had Riley, uh, the old R dog on the show, uh, I'm pretty sure Riley is an adamant hater of him just because he kind of, I think you would be like maybe James Harden if uh, lack of a better player to pick, but like James, James Harden ish E like kind of bends, bends the rules, not bends the rules, but like doesn't uses the the rules effectively to get like extra shots or something. Yeah, like not within the spirit of the game. So I think like right. soccer okay. purists kind of like because he's like the guy that'll have memes of him like rolling across like countries because he's like flopping so hard and things like that, which I hate. Like it, it takes a lot for me to get over the flopping in soccer, but it was such an epic game and it was so cool to like tune into and Neymar gets a goal, I think, at the 85-minute mark. So five five minutes left of the game before the extra time is thrown on there. So it just looked like Brazil won it, like, at the buzzer in yeah. soccer terms, I guess. But then they threw eight minutes of extra time on, probably because Neymar was flopping so much that they uh, added <laughs> that extra time. And then Croatia goes down, ties it up. And then when it went to penalty kicks, like it didn't look like there was a single chance that Croatia was going to miss a penalty kick. And the first guy for Brazil just shot like the weakest bullshit that you'll ever see. I don't know shit about soccer, but like from my standpoint, I was like, I I think I might've been able to block that one. I'm sure I couldn't have, but it was, I think part of it is guessing right though too. Right. Mm-hmm. But it, like the Croatian people were putting it like, so the first two kicks, they just like cock shot it down the middle. So he, the goalie guessed wrong, which whatever, like you got a 33% chance of picking the right way to go. But even when he picked the right way to go, th- there's places you can put the ball that maybe it's a little bit riskier, but but that the goalie can't touch it, even if even if they guess right. They need to, like, guess right and cheat to, to get that one. And if you are cheating that early, they're not going to kick it over there. But Croatia, yeah, that, it looked like they wanted to get penalty kicks because, um, I don't you know, Brazil kind of can outgun them. It, it was a good strategy on their part, and they uh, executed it. I guess to perfection because they got there. And then, then the last Brazil guy mm, didn't even put it on goal. I think he hit like the post and it was over and the crying began, but yeah, it was a pretty sad scene. So that was part of my under. And then my other under, I'll just go with two of them. Uh, finally, I, I don't know. I've mentioned this on the show, but it's been about a year. Uh, the, the lights on my dashboard have been lighting up for about a year now. Finally took my car in to get fixed. And it wasn't even that expensive, but it's just been such a pain in the ass. And it just reminded me why 
I don't take my car in to get fixed unless it's like barely running because the mechanics we chose like pretty cool. It's on the other side of town though. So like a 20 minute drive away and sure enough, they didn't have the part. They needed to order the part. They ordered the part, the part that they ordered ended up being warped. So the part wasn't good. So they had to send the part back. So now I got to take my car back in tomorrow when they get the right part around noon. And then I'm going to drop my car off at noon. And then I'm not going to make my wife drive to the other side of town when I don't really have anything to do. So I'm just going to be hanging around a car shop for two hours tomorrow, getting my car fixed. So that maybe that's the type of work you can pick up as you can just start fixing my own cars. cars. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's like something in the wheel that's like just rusted out. So I don't even think it's like a do it yourself or at home project. And that guy seems pretty cool. So I'll let him do it, but I'll get off my bad news. Go to my good news. Like I said, I don't got much going on. Winter break, going to be relaxing, organizing, relaxing. And then on top of that, got to go to, I think my second ever uh, college, Division I college basketball. Oh, no, third. UW-Milwaukee games. No, I've been to a couple UW-Milwaukee games, so I don't know how much that counts. But So I think that's only borderline Division One. Yeah, there was like nobody there. But I will tell you though, like if you live in Milwaukee and you want to have a good time for cheap, like you get the like, it's like $5 to get in the door. And then usually beer is like actually pretty reasonable in those things. I think the two, two of the times I went, must have been like on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, like where it was a thing where it was like $2 beer day or something. So you could go there and just get drunk as shit for like cheaper than going to the bar. So those were good times at UW-Milwaukee games. But I went to the Florida State versus Louisville game. And I, I'm going to have a trivia question for you right now. So between those teams, I got to do a little math myself. They played let's say 20 games. How many wins do you think those teams had between them? And I think it was 19 combined. Yeah. They have 20. So 20 games total. So yeah, 10 a piece. And it was only 17, 17, one. They only have one, like they can't win any game games. What the fuck's going on? Both of those are decent programs. That's what I like. I thought it was like a typo when I looked it up for the first time. But yeah, Florida State I think was one in nine, and Louisville was zero and nine. So I guess it was only nineteen games. But oh, uh, see, I would have got it right if you would have told me that. Yeah, but no, just just dog shit programs apparently, and Florida State just beat the pants off of louisville like louisville is dog shit well they got they got gutted a few years ago because of that adidas thing right yeah i don't know what all happened with the patina stuff but seems like when he comes to your place you'll get um, a good basketball team for a couple years and then a good little crime ring to go along with it for (laughs) to linger around your program for five years. But but yeah, that's all I got. It, it was a good time. 
Uh, not many people in that stadium, uh, which kind of blew me away. But then on top of it, though, like lots of the college kids are back home. So like the college sec or the student section didn't have like anybody. There was like, I wouldn't even say three rows filled, but like three sections of a row filled like like five. So like 15 kids. You you could literally count how many people were in the student section. And it was mostly Man. like when you looked at like the fan cam and like just looked around the arena, it was like a lot of parents with their kids at the game. Yeah. Like it was just a bunch of little kids. Um, but I was looking at the Iowa Wisconsin game. We'll give you trivia question number two. What do you think the attendant the attendance percentage wise was at the Iowa Wisconsin game? So how much the arena can hold and so I just want the like percentage. Iowa versus Wisconsin. Iowa versus Wisconsin in Iowa, the game that happened yesterday. What, what I would per- say it's 35% Badger fans. No, no, no. I am the, like I have the exact answer to this. So the arena holds a hundred percent. Like full, okay. I just want a percentage of how I would so I would assume been. that it's pretty full like 95 95% 83% so really i know i think it's just a bad time to have a game uh for sure with with the student. but i think if you have that game in madison it's still 100% so well, but so like i don't understand that because like Iowa City is right outside of like a Cedar Rapids, which is, I mean, both of those cities, I would guess, are about the size of Madison. Yeah. And you would think like that, you know, Madison has like the towny populations. I don't know. I always think townies using like a negative connotation, but like, you got like the guys like me and you that if there's like a cheap ticket in Madison. Yeah, you go. Yeah. You got Um, an eight minute drive. Who cares? Yeah, but but yeah, no, kind of kind of surprising to me. But should we should we get into the show? Do you want to run with the pack first? Yeah. So uh, uh, Packers had a buy this week, and the odds to make the playoffs increased from four percent to five percent. And that was just like a stat off of Twitter, so it is what it is. But I think it's pretty much locked that we're. We're going to make the playoffs now. Pretty okay. easy. And then I'm, Aaron Jones. Go ahead. No, no, no. You keep going. I'm going to pull something up to dive into that a little bit deeper. Okay. Aaron Jones is up for the Walter Payton Man of the Year. I think that everybody that listens to our podcast should go nominate him. He deserve or like nominate him to win the, like the whole thing. Right. So he already won it for the Packers. He's that guy for the Packers, but there's one guy that wins the whole deal. Aaron Jones deserved it. Yes. No, I agree. So we should get him 10 more points with all you eight listeners out there. Uh, You can probably create a fake account and get him 20 points if you really want. Ooh. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. Let's get him double, double points here. Double points. So. I was going to look up like the opposing team schedule. So currently the giants are the seven seed 
in the playoffs. So it They're looks gonna like, shit the bed. yeah, this, yeah, we're gonna go over this. So, so obviously we'll go one seed. Philly seems pretty easy that Philly's gonna get the one seed. Um, Minnesota could catch them. Dallas could catch them. But anyways, Minnesota out of the north, they basically got the north locked. Uh, San Francisco in the west, I would say they pretty much have the west locked. Uh, Tampa in the south, uh, who knows with the south, but anyways, it looks like it's if the south gets a team in, they're only going to get one team in. So that's a six and 17. And then the first wild card is the Cowboys at 10 and three. So it definitely looks like the East is going to get two teams in. And then the last two playoff spots are both East teams in the commanders and the giants at seven and five. And then we have Seattle at seven and six Detroit at six and seven. And then the Packers at five and eight. And Mike said, uh, what do you say? A 4%, four to 5% chance. And this thing that I looked up actually has a better break up, breakdown than what I needed. So for the Packers to make the playoff, wins tiebreaker over Carolina based on strength of victory. Division tiebreak was initially used to eliminate Atlanta. Carolina wins tiebreaker over Atlanta based on best win percentage in the division. Okay. That didn't do it as good as I thought. I thought they were going to so, tell me. So hold on a second. So we need the Giants, Washington, and Seattle to just lose two games. Or okay. no, I shouldn't say that. So not necessarily Seattle. Right to lose two games, the Giants and oh. Washington need to lose two games, and we need to win out. If they lose yep. two games and we win out, we're going to get in because they have a tie, where we'll have more wins than they do. Yeah. So I think right. No, no. They got to lose three, don't they? Because we lost yeah. to both those teams. So the thing is, so Washington and New York play next Sunday night. Because the Packers are the Monday night game. Um, damn, now I can't even think we're, who we're playing off the top of my head. Who are we playing next week, Mike? I knew this so adamantly before the... So so we got what? Dolphins, Vikings, Detroit, Dolphins, and Bears left. Dolphins is on Christmas. I know that one for sure because I was kicking around going to that game. Uh, no, we so, don't have the Bears left. Bears are done. Yeah. Got them twice. So the Packers. The okay. So the Rams, I think the Packers are minus eight in that game. Uh, minus seven and a half now. But anyway, so we have the Rams. And then we have the Dolphins. And then we have the Lions. Anyways, this was my, this was Patrick's path to the playoffs. So. We need to watch next Sunday night's game. Whoever loses between the Giants and the Commanders, we need to cheer for that team to lose the rest of the season. So I think we basically need we need either the Giants or the Commanders to shit the bed. 
we have the Lions on the schedule, so I think we can catch them there. And I think yeah, and we only need one game to catch them. Mm-hmm. And then I think since we need to win out anyways, we're going to beat the Vikings. So then we would have, I would think we would have a better in, in the NFC North division record than the Lions. Um, I know the Lions just did beat the Vikings though, so I could be wrong. We might need the, we might need the Lions to lose too. Um, well, so the Lions um, beat us, they beat the Bears, and then they beat the Vikings. So they got three wins in the division. And then so they yeah. have two games left, right? Is that No, they should have six. And then they lost to the Vikings early. Okay. So that is kind of foggy. But, but anyways, if we go to the Commanders, like I said, they play the Giants. They tied the Giants in the last game that they played. So they could very well lose to the Giants, lose to the 49ers. Let's say they beat the Browns and then they lose to the Cowboys. So very realistic three losses there if they lose to the Giants, um, which would make the Packers clear of them. And then we, if we go over to the Giants, like I already stated, they play at the Commanders, so they could lose to the Commanders. Then they play at the Vikings. They could lose that game pretty easily. We'll give them a win versus the Colts. And then they, they, play, they finish up against the Eagles. So in these scenarios that I'm listing, I'm thinking it's more realistic for these teams to lose these games than to win these games. And then let's go to the Lions where if the Packers take care of business, so they play at the Jets, which they should lose, at the Panthers where they could lose versus the Bears where they should win, I would say, and then at the Packers. And we're just homering it out saying that the Packers are going to win the rest of their game. So the only way in is to win them all. Yeah. And honestly, it hurts me to say this, but I think the hardest part for the Packers to make the playoffs this year is going to be for them to win all their games. Cause I think right now where we're sitting, obviously we're not in control of our own destiny, but I think I think the road would get cleared in front of us. I think the snowplow would come through if the Packers could take care of their business and we'd be able to drive our car right behind this snowplow. So on out, like we said, we had the Rams Monday night at the Dolphins Christmas Day versus the Vikings in Green Bay versus the Lions in Green Bay. So it's so very good into the Seattle stuff at all. I did not get into Seattle's record because so Seattle's one game ahead of us. Um, they're seven and six. They're two games ahead of us. So that they need to win. Th- they got to lose three out of four as well, but they have San Francisco, Kansas city, the jets, and then the Rams, which the Rams feels like a, a win. Right. Yeah. And so the jets would have to pull their head out of their ass and get it right. 
Yeah. But the thing with that, so I'm kind of, I need to pull my head out of my ass here, but thinking about this though, is we only need, I guess we do need three of those teams to stumble like that. Yep. So we need three teams to have go uh, one and three on the way out. And that's not true. We need two out of the three to go one and three. And then we need the lions to lose to us and lose one more game. Yes. And I think, I think it's like more than likely going to happen. I would say that right now. And I know it is the Homer in me talking, but like looking at those schedules, I don't know if we want to run them back again and just be more realistic about it. So let's go with the commanders, commanders versus the giants. They could very easily lose that game or win that game. They're playing against the 49ers. They should lose that game. They're playing against the Browns. I would say they should win that game. They're playing against the Cowboys week 18. Or they should should lose that game. That's a seeding game. Okay, so yeah, the Cowboys will still be playing for something as long as the Cowboys are still playing for the division at that point. Which ah, that that's actually a tough call. I don't even think even, it will be. So even if you're not like, and you want to decide to say rest a few starters, like their defense is opportunistic, and that's partially due to scheme. You could still run into a buzzsaw there, and. You're playing the commanders who you probably don't want to allow into the playoffs because that's a division rival, right? That's like us playing the, actually that one for a long time has been like the thing in the East. It's the commanders versus the Cowboys. I mean, it wasn't that before. I mean, but like, what, where are you? How long back are you looking? Like, are you looking in the nineties or what are you talking they about? Both, uh, so maybe I'm wrong about that, but I mean, the commanders, like the commanders and the Cowboys, I mean, the commanders won the division what, two years ago. Yeah. But I think in this, if we're going to just reference the NFC North for all of our Homer friends, um, my comparison would be the Cowboys and the Eagles are kind of the Packers and the Vikings of that, whereas the Commanders are kind of like the Bears that, you know, have their every four years, they put together a good defense and and make okay. a play at it. But whatever, that's... But are you... But not, if, you're, if you're the Packers, are you ever letting, like, a team just, like, stroll in from so, the NFC North? One good example that I remember of this happening, uh, I couldn't tell you the exact year. I think it was the 2015-2016 season. And this isn't like unheard of because I think it's happened before, but we played the Vikings week 17. And if we beat the Vikings, we would have to play the Vikings again in the wild card round with home field advantage. And if we lost, we were going to have to take on, I want to say it was like a shitty team from the West and be the, the wildcard team or whatever division it was from. And I remember thinking, I was like, I hate myself for thinking this, but I hope we lose to the Vikings this week, 17. 
because I think we have a better chance at beating, uh, let's say it was the Seahawks, like a, a subpar Seahawks team uh, in in Seattle than we have against beating Minnesota back-to-back. Just as much okay. as I hate, as much as I hate Minnesota, um, I respect them that much is I know they can, they can pull our pants down or pull their pants down and moon us in the wild card game. And it's tough to beat them three times in a season. It's definitely happened, right? Yeah. So that's fair. Yeah. So I think the commanders, there's definitely three losses that are possible there that it's kind of sucks that when they played the giants last time that they did get that draw because now we have to have them lose three instead of one of those teams lose two. Yeah. Yeah. That did definitely throw a wrench into it, but that hurt, that hurt the Packers opportunity. Yeah. And I think, I don't know. I think I'm just going to let this bad boy play out. Um, Oh shit! I had that up the whole time that Detroit is three and one in the division, where the Packers are uh, three and two. So yeah, we definitely need a better record than well, so, the Lions. If we win out, we're going to end up being four and two, and they'll be four and two. So I don't know what it goes to after that. Then it would go to conference, and right now they are five. Got to be better. They're five and four, and we're four and five. But the game against them would flip it back to five and five. And then to tell you the truth, I don't even know what the next one is. Um, do you know what strength of schedule? Okay. And they have a better strength of schedule than us right now, where their strength of schedule is they're playing against teams with uh, 600 win percentage where we're playing against uh five six five so so is that strength of schedule like no it's got to be from the current year though right yeah it's definitely so the teams that detroit has played this year have a 600 percent winning percentage that was redundant but whatever it's they got a 600 batting average 601 batting average we're going up against a five six five batting average, um, but whatever, it'll all play itself. Detroit out. doesn't worry me; they'll shit the bed. They always do. Well, and the thing is, the thing that I wanted to touch this so hard is, I think we have a legitimately good shot to make the playoffs. Call me crazy, but I'm I don't not think you're crazy. I'm not doubting the Packers. I love it. Yet. I think yeah, it should be an easy. Yeah. Uh, other than that, for running with the pack, we had uh, people shit their pants when Amari Rogers uh, scored a touchdown for the Texans on a pretty impressive play. Uh, but whatever, I I'm not going to get too high above it. I was kind of our Amari Rogers stand on the show, but. I, I don't think there's much to read into there. I think he could be a decent receiver. I don't think he's going to be your game breaker. Like, because St. Brown, 
that went to the bear, you know, like that, like, yep. not Amon Ra, but the other one, the other same Equiminius. Yeah. And so he's like, he has a few good catches here and there, but he's not like an elite level wide receiver. Yeah. But yeah, I thought I'd throw that in there uh, when I got the chance, but but yeah, I just thought it was funny how everybody was like, what? We didn't use him right the whole time. And I was like, ah, yeah. I think if you're fumbling punts like that, like there's just like a standard you have to set. And you got to be like, hey, man, half of your job, more than half of your job while you're here is to be our return man. And honestly, since, since we, uh, uh, let him go you know we have not been having as many special teams issues so yeah i would agree and i think that you probably pretty easily could have just not had him be your special teams guy but i do think that he's low enough on the depth chart in the wide receiver room that's hard to keep him around as well yeah right so he's not better than lazard he's not better than cobb he's not better than uh watson for sure Dobbs, right. so Ray. So yeah. I don't think he's better than Dobbs at all, and Dobbs is injured. And I think Toure is like a high potential guy, maybe. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. We already spent too much time on St. Brown. You ready to bark about the Bucks here? Barking about the Bucks. Yep. All right. So we're 19 and, and 7. Uh, one one lost one since Thursday night. We beat the Mavs 106-105. And then we lost to the Rockets 97 to 92. And in the Rockets game, is that when Middleton tweaked his ankle? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And so he, like six minutes into the game, he he was pulled out of the game with an ankle injury. Right. So it'd be nice to just get him healthy. I don't think we're gonna have any issues making the playoffs. Um, once you're in the playoffs in the NBA, I think the Bucks can do what they want, especially if they're fully healthy. That'll be kind of the important piece for moving forward is to make sure that we're healthy come like the time to really get things done. Yeah. And looking at the those last two games for the Bucks too, like I know the Mavs, what are they're 13 and 12 on the season, so not the greatest record. Uh, but they are a really good team, and Lucas, yep, obviously an MVP candidate. Um, and he he put on an MVP performance. I think he finished the game. Let me look here. So he finished it with thirty three points. So he was putting on a show in that game. But the Bucks just stole this game in the fourth quarter, and they outscored the Mavs thirty three to twenty one uh, in the in the fourth quarter. And that was even with Giannis following out with, I want to say it was like right around three minutes ago. So when you see that happen, you're kind of like, ah, this game's tight. We need Giannis. And the team stepped up uh, and pulled this one off. I think the craziest stat from the game, uh, well, and I didn't even say, so they uh, ran an inbound play. I want to say with eight seconds left in the game, uh, alley to Lopez that just went off without a hitch. So like such a good play, not having Giannis on the floor and still just get a super easy bucket uh, to take the lead there. And then 
Doncic gets, you know, he, he's going to get the ball uh, when it's the last second to chuck up a shot. And I, I want to say it wasn't even close. He went like high off the glass, but, but crazy stat of the game. Uh, the Mavs only shot 41.7% from the free throw line. So they left 14 points out there, but, but the Bucks definitely steal that one in Dallas, which kind of led into the next game, which was a pretty big letdown spot. Like you had already mentioned, Middleton went down early in the game. Um, Bucks did not shoot like they normally shoot. Uh, they shot 37% from the field, uh, 28% from the three-point line, and then 78 from the free throw line, which I guess that's kind of on par. Um, Rockets were able to hold Giannis in check, only giving him 16 points in 37 minutes. And then the Bucks only scored 13 points in the fourth quarter. And Jalen Green, uh, second or first year guy, um, I can't remember where he's out of, but anyways, he put up 30 points, like, He's a second round draft pick, but anyways, he had a good performance and it's just basketball for you is you're traveling on the road. I can't remember if that was like a back-to-back game. I think it was like a Saturday, Sunday or a Friday, Sunday stretch for him. So you're just going to get those random losses here and there because the Rockets are not a very good team, but the Bucks just didn't perform well. And Big, big thing there is Middleton goes down. So that's, that's rough. Yeah. I think that Middleton going down, like maybe you're like setting up for like kind of less minutes for Giannis and things like that, like a partial rest game. And then Middleton goes down and you have to readjust and like your offense looks a little bit different and things just get thrown out of whack right away. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you're going to drop a game here. There is the NBA. All right, Mike, you think we barked about the bucks enough? Yep. You ready to bark about the Badgers? Sure. All right. I'll lead us into this one. So Badgers eight and two, uh, we're ranked. We're ranked, buddy. If we made it, uh, we're number 22 in the country. Not that those rankings in basketball tend to matter that much um just do your job make the tournament and go from there but uh they beat iowa in overtime pretty hard fought game there uh tyler wall lit him up from for 21 points i want to say i'm gonna pull up the the stats here Uh, did you get to watch this one sunday i kind of tracked it on my phone um i think i was as it was ending, I think I was putting kids to bed. So yeah, didn't necessarily get to watch the highlights of it for sure. And then um, it sounds like they could have folded a few times there, right? So they give up an, a pretty decent lead late. Mm-hmm. Uh, late in the game, maybe like a minute 25 left. They're up relatively big, even like 25 seconds left. They're up five, give it up, goes to overtime. And uh, could have just kind of let it go in overtime. And they didn't. They came out, they fought, they got the win, ended it. 
Yeah, no, and the the team's got a lot of fight in them. Hepburn hit a big shot late. Wall was hitting hitting shots all day. I think he hit another big one late. Even Crowell had a big two points uh, in the paint late. But like you said, yeah, they had an eight-point lead, I think. So they they got to like the 60-point mark, and they were up 52 to 60. And I want to say that was like with three minutes left in the game, and they didn't score another point with three minutes left in the game. And tied, which, like you said, like you think maybe a team just collapses there. And then I want to say Iowa might have took a five-point lead in overtime as well, which which they overcame as well. But just is a is a good Badger team for sure. I'm kind of fact checking my. Uh, them taking a yeah, five-point so, lead. Yeah, and so, like, moving forward, we should have a 11-2 and two record going into, the, like, the beginning of the Big Ten schedule, right? So our next three games are against teams that we should definitely beat, right? Lehigh, Grambling State, and Western Michigan. These are teams that shouldn't give us much competition. Um, there's going to be a game in there, maybe two, that – are closer than we would like, I'm sure, but we should be doing pretty well going into the Big Ten schedule. And then on January 3rd, we get Minnesota. Uh, the students should all be back. Nope, students won't be back for another at least another week after that, right? Yeah, I think it's like January 9th is when lots of campuses start back up. Maybe, I think some might start January 5th. But yeah, uh, they'll just be getting back. Right. And so anyway, uh, the Big Ten schedule will start on January 3rd for the most part. Obviously, we played Iowa and we played Maryland, but uh, Minnesota, and then it's all Big Ten games the rest of the way out. So yeah, and already been just super impressive so far. I don't know how Stanford is as a program this year, but beat, beat Stanford when they played Kansas, the number three team in the country. Definitely had a good chance to win that one. Um, that was in some tournament, but yeah, it took them to overtime. Overtime got super ugly, but just a scrappy there. Maryland's ranked. Um, I want to say USC was ranked at the time they played them, maybe like at 22 or 23 at the time. And then Marquette is just outside of the voting right now. Yeah. They, yeah, are, be, they are also right there. They'll yeah. probably be ranked shortly. Ranked soon, but we will lock into Badgers basketball, Bucks basketball, probably a lot more. Uh, once the football season ends, that's kind of our our main love, I would say, if I was going to speak speak for us, is kind of NFL football and then Badgers football. And then then we'll go yep. Badgers, Bucks, Brewers, all the same. But speaking yep. of the Brewers right now, uh, just involved in a trade. So it's three-way trade. Always confusing in baseball. So uh, 
I'll just read the whole trade up and then let you yeah, guys there we go. decipher it. So Braves get Sean Murphy from the A's catcher, Sean Murphy from the A's Brewers get catcher slash DH William Contreras, who was the starter in the NL all-star game uh, from the Braves. He started, he did that being said, he started as the DH in uh, in the all-star game. So I guess take that for what it is. It's maybe we don't have the best defensive catcher. Uh, that just sounds like we us. got a bat though. Yeah. Like if you're a is, catcher DH, you have a bat, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like pick your poison. Like, I guess that's not the right time to say pick your poison, but yeah, that's, that's something. So we, we got a DH and a catcher. So I, I don't think you really go wrong there. And then we got a right-handed pitcher in Joel Payments. Just crushed that name. And you got then, it right on the nose. I'm sure uh, that's the way uh, Brian Anderson will say it this this summer too. Yep, yep. Once he's back from calm basketball. And then uh, Justin Yeager from the Braves, another right-handed pitcher. So I do not – yeah, I would be talking completely out of my ass if I told you I knew what these pitchers did. Um, and then, or even can do right. So like whether yeah. they're like high, high end pitchers or not. Yeah. I think just getting the Contreras, uh, or getting Contreras out of that deal is, is a big win for the Brewers because the only thing the Brewers ended up giving in, in this is Estuary, uh, Ruiz and, yeah, I don't even know how big of a loss that is. I mean, it's a young prospect uh, from the Dominican Republic, 23-year-old. So, I mean, Wait, I'm so assuming... I'm a little confused here then. That's the only thing we gave up? Yes, that is the only thing the Brewers had to give up in this three-way trade. That's, that's what I'm saying is some of the stuff is confusing. I don't know if there was like money given up and stuff like that. I probably should have read the little bit of an article. Uh, there was because the A's get Kyle Mueller from the Braves, Freddie Tarnick from the Braves, right-handed pitcher, Royber Salinas from the Braves, Manny Pena from the Braves, and then Ruiz from the Brewers. So... So the all the Brewers only gave up one guy, ended up getting an all-star catcher and two pitchers out of the deal. So it looks it, would like, it be something that like short contracts or something like that? I am sure. Um okay. our our former colleague over there, our dog, who's actually we, we found out why he officially left the show. Uh, he's going to be playing yeah. first base and third base uh, for the Braves. Projected starter, year. too. I mean, like, it's yeah. just a, it's big news. Pretty yeah. happy for him. Riley Olsen. Um, I want to see if there is an easy way to see, uh, see Contreras' contract. But I assume you're right. So he's had three seasons with the Braves. Um, 
but I don't know. He's so pretty th- young, so I feel like he's going to be under like the team's control for a while. But if you've already had three seasons in the big leagues, I feel like the uh, control is pretty short yeah. after that point. So, of course, it just comes up with his brother's stuff. But William Contreras, it's coming, guys. It is coming. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Never mind. It isn't coming. Because right no. now, it says his annual salary for the Brewers is $0. So... He's just kind of had a weird contract uh, so far because in 2020, he made 563000 Then he made $6 million last year, and then he only made 710000 this year. Um, and, and so it should have to go back up because of the, like, all the all-star stuff, right? Yeah, you, you would assume? think there, there would uh, – be some like arbitration stuff, but there's probably a better way. Uh, there's got to be a better site than that. So I'm going to agree to some stuff that I didn't read on the internet here quick. So it looks like who doesn't, who doesn't do that? I don't, I, they used I, to agree to all that shit. Cookies, give them to me. I love I cookies. Have, I have no clue. But, yeah, I don't know. So, so William Contreras' salary, 710000 per year, including a $0 signing bonus. William Contreras' net worth is $989,107. William Contreras currently plays position catcher for the Atlanta. So, that's still giving me the Atlanta Braves stuff. Um, whatever. We'll quit. I thought I was going to be able to look that shit up faster. But, I assume yep. with him only being 24 that we are going to have a couple of years with him. But he is from Venezuela, I want to say. So, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like those guys can get signed a little bit younger. So, like, maybe he was on some pro contract beforehand. But maybe I'm crazy. That, that could be completely yeah, it looks like he's only been there three years or whatever. So I don't know if there's a like to a spot where I can look up his minors and stuff like that. But I think we're all right. We get a World Series champion. We get an All Star. I'm okay with that being behind the plate for the Brewers. Yes. All right. Our cameras are getting glitchy on us right now. But where are we going from there, Mike? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. I think we're headed straight to the uh, week 14 recap real quick. We're just going to say that uh, I did not have a great week. Minus 590 um, on the week. I went four and nine. The Patriots and Cardinals are still pending. I actually don't have that up anywhere. I'm sure Pat's got that close. Pat went... Ooh, let's see here. He must be negative two, six. Seven. Nope. Five and eight. Five and eight. Yep. Okay. And so he ended up with negative 270. Uh, 
I'm at negative 1520 on the year. Pat's at negative 3450 for the yeah. year. So we're both we're both killing it. We'll be back right around 500 here shortly. Yeah, we no have more games to choose from coming up this week. Yep. So it's all good. Uh, and the Cardinals are at with the Cardinals are currently winning 13 to 10. Uh, Kyler Murray went down on the first drive with a non-contact injury, which brought Colt McCoy into the game. So it's almost a lock for me that I'm going to be eating my double dog at the end of the night. I feel like Colt McCoy is good for, for a coming in off the bench one win. Um, but he did that year. for two games already this year. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I think he could do it again, right? Yeah. So, well, and so that throws out my uh, Bill Belichick is going to confuse Kyler Murray because Kyler Murray doesn't watch tape take. So, yeah, yeah, we're good because Colt McCoy was watching the tape. All right. I'm just going to. All right. What do we got for Thursday night thunder? Uh, Thursday night thunder. Let me get it up and get it going. And that needs to get it up. So, you know. Yep. Need a Zialis. <laughs> Is that the right? I know. Not a Viagra of a Cialis. Or, yeah, I think that's one of them too, right? That's yep. the one where they're always sitting in the tubs on the commercials. Yep. 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 Out in the middle of nowhere. How the tubs get filled, nobody fucking knows. Yeah. Yeah. No. Someone's just running on buckets of water. I feel like yeah. the Cialis and like the COPD ones. So I, I think it, it's a two for one or like you get a, you get a hard on and it takes care of your COPD. Oh, <laughs> it's a doubly. I love it. Yep. So for Thursday night thunder, we have the San Francisco 49ers heading to Seattle to take on the Seattle Seahawks and San Francisco is minus three and a half with Purdy at the helm. Who do you got, Mike? So because I'm a homer and I know that the Packers are making the playoffs, 49ers win this easy, probably by yeah. 50. Oh, yeah. You, you're going to see our picks uh, completely swing <laughs> to whatever the Packers need to happen is that's going to be our picks. So I'm riding right along with you there. And, and yeah. <laughs> But one thing I want to do real quick, we'll try this out because I think both of us got to watch a decent amount of football this week. And I just want to know what was, do you have a big takeaway of the week? Uh, I don't think so. So like, I was very surprised that the 49ers produced the way they did i thought the buccaneers were starting to roll a little bit and would at least make that a manageable game yeah no purdy purdy and the boys did well debo samuel goes down so i guess that would be some big news out of uh yep. 49ers country but it looks like they can weather the storm. And I, I don't know you had a take earlier this year that once they got Christian McCaffrey, that Debo would be like an easy guy to part with. 
And I don't know if that's quite going to be the case, but it's, it's not stupid to say that, you know, they'll still be him and Debo. I think him and Debo are very similar players with the exception that Debo is predominantly a wide receiver and, and McCaffrey is predominantly a running back, but they're both like dual flash flash guys. Yeah. Yeah. They're slash players. Right. So, um, and then I watched uh, the other game that I had on the early game I had on was the jets bills. And it appears to me like that the bills are starting to roll and the jets are starting to kind of crumble a little bit. Now I thought the bills got away with a lot of hits that say clay Matthews would not have gotten away with. Like yeah. just like spearing Mike White and stuff like that. I know that's not quite what that hit was. And he hit him and then didn't fall on top of him. But I think certain teams or certain defenders in this league would not have got the benefit of the doubt there. And I want to say there was a the big controversy was a like a roughing the quarterback in the Chargers Dolphins game, right? Yeah, yeah. Seemed kind of ticky-tack, and then they're letting shit like that go in the Bills game. Yeah. But like I said, like I had it on, and I was kind of in and out and doing other things throughout the day too, so. Yeah. Well, what is your big takeaway for the the week? I'm just going to roll through them real quick. So Raiders-Rams are both dog shit. Bills, I think you covered good. Bills are getting back on track. Uh I think the Jets are still all right, but I think the Bills are just good. Uh, Bengals look like they're back to humming. Uh, Cowboys have to come back versus the Texans, which is a little bit questionable, but I don't know if you throw that into like a rivalry game with it being an interstate thing, but the Cowboys did not look great. They had to come back versus a pretty dog shit Texans team. Um, I don't know if you had anything to add to that one, but I thought that was pretty surprising because even with the spread being 18, like I thought that might be a little unrealistic, but I would have thought that the Cowboys handle them and, you know, beat them by shit 14 at least. Um, yeah. So I think that sometimes that in those big spread games, like the players see that shit too. They see we're going in, we're a good team and we're going in to face a bad team. This should be like, we can just go out and we can go through the motions. And then like, it's like, oh shit, we are playing like big boy football here. And we need to do something to actually win this game. We actually have to play well to win this game. And that's what happened. Yeah. Like, and they, they did it. So, so I guess can't yeah. knock them too much for that. Uh, next game, Lions versus the Vikings lines actually look like they're good. Um, I was pretty impressed by that, uh, but I, I can roll through that one. Then Titans Jaguars Titans don't look good anymore. That's that was my big takeaway for the Titans. Um, that game didn't make any sense at all to me, but yeah, just me, I guess. So Eagles Giants or Eagles are just a wagon. Uh, Jalen Hurts is the MVP, uh, is my takeaway from that game. Uh, Steelers-Ravens, the no-love-loss game of the year there. 
nothing, nothing surprised me about that. Uh, Ravens just put it back to playing old Ravens football and beat the Steelers 16 to 14, which whatever, it's not like a statement, but without having Lamar Jackson, uh, I'd say that's a pretty good win. Chiefs, Chiefs roll on. Bucks suck, like you said. Uh, Seahawks shit the bed, which was good for us. And then Chargers, sadly, I think the Chargers are going to make the playoffs uh, against against all of your will, Mike. I know you said it. I know you said it. I said they're going to fuck me late, right? Like they're going to just figure these things out. They're going to cover all their goddamn games on the way out and is what it is. I'm cool with it. And that's all I got. It, It was a nice week to sit and watch the red zone all day. And I was just happy, happy. I got to catch as much as I did, but Thursday night thunder, just to recap are going out. The homers are both going with the 49ers minus three and a half at the Seahawks to give the Packers a better chance to make it to the playoffs and win the Super Bowl. All right. Yeah, we are definitely we are definitely banging on the drum is the most positive po- Packers podcast on the planet. So, if you're looking for positive takes about the Packers, tune in. Yeah, come to us. And as always, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate the support. It looks like we're we're getting back up there. I don't know if it's just because I'm downloading it on three different platforms now and listening to well, it twenty seven from me. Okay, seven so, for me. So, so yeah, we're right at five then. So, we're doing good. We appreciate all five of you guys. Thanks for the continued support. Um, that's what I got. We love you guys. What do you got, Mike? Thanks a lot, guys. We appreciate it. Keep downloading to keep subscribing. Require your friends to do the same thing. Give it to them as a Christmas gift or something. I'm not exactly sure how you'd how you'd do that, but. Free subscription. Yeah, free subscription to Banging on the Drum. Um, as a Christmas gift, that's a perfect one. We'll even Don't give you guys use. 10% off of, yep. of your subscription yep. to give it away. Yep, for sure. All right, so all you suckers that are doubting the Packers, the Badgers, the Bucks, or the Brewers, you can eat our shorts. Roll it. All them suckers that doubted the Packers came. Eat my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers king. Eat my shorts. Eat them. All them suckers that doubted the Packers king. Eat my shorts. Eat my shorts.